Good morning, everyone. Linda Santavica here on Pressing Beyond. Now that Labor Day weekend is behind us, my favorite season is fast approaching, fall. Leaves changing color, sweater weather, hot apple cider, and football. The spectators game that brings out the adrenaline in all of us. But there is more to this captivating sport than what's happening on the field. Today on Pressing Beyond, we are going to be hearing from Kent Chevalier, chaplain to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kent, his wife Erica, and their three daughters found that having a little faith the size of a mustard seed was all it took to become agents of hope and encouragement to a team made of steel. Good morning, Kent. Good morning, Linda. Thank you for having me on. Before we get to your story, I want the listeners to know how you and I made contact. My husband and I were streaming service from Christ Church at Grove Farm, waiting for our pastor to give the sermon, but it was you that stepped up to the pulpit. After we heard your testimony, it was amazing how you took this leap of faith to land in this amazing opportunity. And I always say that what we're called to do always starts from the heart. Let's give you this time now and tell us how this all started. However, I'd like to hear where you were before it started. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Linda, I was, uh, I've been in ministry in the local church context for the last 23 years. Uh, ten of those years, uh, I was a youth pastor, and uh, six of those ten years, I was the youth pastor at Christ Church at Grove Farm, uh, where we uh, got to meet. And so after those ten years, Erica and I stepped out in faith, and we tried to plant a new church in the Pittsburgh area, and we call it the year of our wonderful failure, um, mm. where we learned so much. It was the it was the best year of our lives, but it was also the worst year of our lives um, because that, um, that, that church plant didn't end up making it. Um, and so we ended up landing at an incredible church in the Pittsburgh area, Northway Christian Community, where mm -hmm. I served on staff for the last 13 years before I jumped in uh, as the chaplain of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And um, you know, right around, I would call it year 10 of um, serving as the Wexford campus pastor for Northway, I could just tell that something was changing in me. Um, my responsibilities at the church didn't change. My, my role didn't change. But I just, I, I often say that I just knew it in my knower that God was preparing me for something. I didn't know what it was, but I began to have that holy discontent inside of me. Um, and so I, I began to be maybe a little bit afraid about that possible next step. What did that look like? Because 13 years earlier, that church plant, when we stepped out in faith and God did something new, we were a little bit afraid to step out uh, this time. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and it was it was probably around three years ago uh, at this point uh, that um, the San Francisco 49ers traded their tight end, Vance McDonald, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And mm -hmm. Vance and his family began to attend the church that uh, I had the privilege to pastor. And after the service one day, I, I um, always say this at the end of our services, if I've never had the chance to meet you, I would love to do that, and, and Vance took me up on that, and he came, and, and he asked if we could go grab a cup of coffee, and so, 
He and I uh, struck up a bit of a friendship that eventually led to a formal discipleship relationship. And um, when we were a part of the discipleship journey, um, Vance, he, he told me that uh, at that point that the, he wished that what we were doing, we, he wished that we could do at, at the Steelers locker room. And he, he told me that the Steelers didn't have a chaplain at the time. And it, it was something that I really didn't have a category for. I didn't even realize that, you know, the NFL had these chaplains, essentially pastors to the teams and pastor to the coaches and their families. Mm -hmm. um, and so when he told me about that, something jumped inside of me. And mm -hmm. I just sort of knew that maybe this was something that God was beginning you know, kind of initiate, but I, I was sort of afraid. I, did, I didn't want to kind of, you know, assume anything that maybe Vance was asking me to consider that or anything. So a few months go by and he drops it again that, man, he wishes that we could do this in the locker room. And I eventually got up the courage because Erica and I, I, I started to get excited about the potential uh, of what that could mean. Like, could mm -hmm. I explore that? But I, I never brought it up to Vance. Um, and I, I eventually got up the courage to ask him. And I said, are you dropping hints uh, that maybe I could be the, the Steelers chaplain? And he, you know, we always kind of joke about it that, yeah, he's like, finally, I, I was hoping that you would say something. Uh, and so he said, here's what we'll do. I'll, I'll set up a lunch with Coach Tomlin um, to see if he's be interested in meeting you. And so Either way, because I'm a Pittsburgh guy through and through. I've grown up here my entire life. Um, I was so excited to have lunch with Coach Tomlin. Pinch me. I can't believe I, Yeah. I guess. This is incredible. So either way, if I don't become the chaplain or, or not, I don't care. I get to You're have having lunch, lunch with, with Coach. Tomlin. That's right. And so we just got to know each other. And at that lunch, he then invited me to come and hang out at some of the Steelers uh, practices during the OTAs. And, um, and then he eventually, from there, as I was hanging out, he invited me to speak uh, at their last chapel of minicamp. And so it was almost like an audition uh, is the way that I saw it. And um, I remember just being so nervous. Um, and I I, I preached and I, I gave it everything that I had. Um, and I left the Southside facility that day with Coach Tomlin basically saying, hey, I'll be in touch. And a day went by and a couple days went by and, and, and a few weeks went by and I did not hear anything. And um, I was out in California at a training for uh, my particular uh, ministry position. And um, when I was out in California, he called. And it was at one of those moments where um, I was doing some serious soul searching out there in California. I basically have in my journal the exact words that I wrote in a prayer to God saying, God, I, I can't continue like this to be in this unknown. I know that you're doing something new in my life, but wow. what is it? And um, I, I got to the point where I literally said to God, and I have it in my prayer journal, that um, I, I lay it all down. I, whatever you want me to do, I want you what you want. And right at that moment um, is when Coach Tomlin uh, called. And I love when I, this happens. It was one of those just, you, you know, it's those divine moments mm -hmm. where, where mm -hmm. God um, is meeting you at your kind of most frustrated spot. Yeah. And, and he... 
And, and that moment, uh, you know, Coach Tomlin said, I would love to chat with you about the position. Can you go to lunch? And when I got back from California, we did so. And that's when he offered me the position, but it was with a twist because the entire time I thought that the Steelers chaplain or NFL chaplains in general were hired by the teams. So like by the Steelers organization, when he offered me the position, he said, um, to do this, I'm going to need you to join what's called Athletes in Action. And immediately I knew what that meant because we, we had had some friends, being, being a ministry guy for 23 years, I had had some friends and knew of people who, um, you know, Athletes in Action is a ministry of crew. Uh, formerly known as right. Campus Crusade for Christ. And so I knew that that was a missions organization and everybody in that crew organization, they raise their entire salaries, they raise their own benefits, they raise their own ministry budgets. It's all about fundraising. Um, right. And so here I am, Erica and I, when we when we get this whole way down the trek and we get the offer, but then we have to raise our entire salaries. I was going, God, you got to be kidding me. Um, Cause I have three daughters, you know, 18, 16, 12. I'm, I'm staring college right in the face, right. um, hopefully weddings. And I, all I'm seeing at that point is just dollar signs. And I'm going, God, you can't be asking me to leave a secure income by being, you know, an established pastor in the Pittsburgh area at a great church, Northway Christian community, to now jump and to become a full-time missionary with Athletes in Action. This can't be what it is that you um, have just, you know, decided for us. Um, and eventually that, that revealed a lot about me, mm -hmm. that I was trusting in a position, I was trusting in a paycheck, mm -hmm. um, rather than God to be my provider. You know, this, this season for us is deep soul searching. Um, so eventually Erica and I got to a point when we were fasting and we were praying um, that we knew that this was something that God was leading us to do. And there's an incredible story that we have um, that, you know, we, on our back patio of our home, um, we, we go out and this was our time to pray. And as we were fasting about this decision, we noticed one day that the fern on our mm -hmm. patio was moving. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we were like, what in the world? And here Erica goes over and there has, you know, been a, a, a nest uh, that had little eggs in it. And a couple days later, as we go out, out on the patio to pray, and um, we noticed that here we, the, the eggs had hatched and we're hearing the baby birds. And we see mom every once in a while swoop down and here she's feeding the baby birds. And the lesson for us was so obvious that, you know, in the scriptures, you know, He'll it talks be, about if he takes care of the sparrow. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, and aren't you more valuable mm -hmm. than they? And, and I think this is just human behavior. We do sometimes our security is in, in our income or it could be in our health or in our relationships. But I also believe that, in our doubts and in the places where we question, once we respond to God's call in those doubts and questions is where he picks us up. That's where he provides. Absolutely. That's where he takes us to the end. He called you and Erica to take on this amazing role because 
you're so qualified. And if you weren't, he would equip you. Sure, and, but, but he does that. He, you'll always be taken care of. That's right. And as, as, we, as we have watched over this last year, because I've only been in the role now for a, a year, we, we have watched as God has faithfully um, and consistently provided for us and for our daughters. Um, we, we have just been impressed with how God has stretched our faith wow. and, and he's, he's brought us alive in our faith in ways that we didn't even know that our faith uh, was dead. Um, we, we didn't realize that we had, you know, become dependent on a paycheck rather than on the, oh, the ultimate provider. And so, and yeah. he reinvigorated your faith. Yeah, absolutely. And continues to provide. Now I went to your website, Team Chavalier. Yeah. By the way, you have a great website. First of all, I read you have amazing endorsements from some of the key players as well as leaders from other several organizations. Yeah. But one thing on one of your social media sites, there was a recent posting and it was alongside a photo of Heinz Field. And this is what you wrote. Every morning for the last five weeks, I would come out to this exact spot to pray. I would pray for protection from injury, mental toughness, and open hearts. I would reiterate my availability to be used by God for his purposes in this context. Prayer, I mean, Kent, there's a lot of power in prayer. Prayer is also associated with a tender heart and feelings. And here you are, Pastor Kent, and they call you PK, yeah, that's right. <laughs> to a team that is made of steel. These guys, I mean, like in body size, they're, you know, they're huge. And yeah, they're giants. So I want to know, what's it like to, what's a day in the life of Kent Chavalier? When you, I, I mean, I just can't imagine you walking in and sitting down at a desk and start cranking out emails. And it's, you know, the amazing thing about this is that, you know, these guys know why I'm there. You know, it, I, I'm a fan of NFL football. Mm -hmm. I know nothing about the business of the NFL. But what, what I represent, why I'm there, uh, Erica and I simply like to call it that we have the ministry of availability. And we, you know, we're not there for an autograph. We want nothing from these guys. Mm -hmm. we're, we're there to serve them and their families, their wives, girlfriends, you know, the front office, we're here to serve. And so when, you know, when you think of these NFL players, um, they, they are larger than life. Their platforms are huge. They are chiseled, you know, and they, they're modern day gladiators. Yes. Um, but underneath that really chiseled physique is emotions, mm -hmm. is feelings, is trouble. You know, there, there's a lot going on in a young man's life when he enters the NFL. And so at the end of the day, these guys are just regular guys. Mm -hmm. They happen to be extremely good at the sport of football. Right. But their problems sometimes, you know, they can overshadow what's going on in their career. Mm -hmm. And so that's when Erica and I, we come alongside and we just, we, we've come to learn, these are just regular people, just like you and me. They happen to have an incredible, you know, international influence, but they have the same problems as you and me. Absolutely. You know, if they're married, 
if they're married, man, they're, they're trying to figure out, you know, young men and young women trying to figure out what it means to be married amidst the pressures of the NFL. You know, you have, you have some of these young men who are trying for the first time to figure out what it's like to have a paycheck that size. And so it is, it is absolutely amazing to be able to have that privilege to walk alongside these young Mm. men and young women. When we are gifted, whether we're, you know, we excel in sports or the arts or music, you can't help feeling that that's what you're empowered by. Um, I'm a pianist or, you know, I'm a football player or whatever. Those are all within our own strength. And then when we get to the spiritual side of ourselves and we realize if we don't have that, if we don't have that connection and that security in God, doesn't matter how great we are at what we do. Yeah. And, and so the, the identity conversation, you know, so just this past week, as we wrapped up, you know, training camp at Heinz Field, you know, I, I knew, you know, strategically this year, I placed some Bible studies that were specifically about identity. And my saying to these guys who were at the Bible study, looking them in the eye, telling them, you are not an NFL player. You are a son of the most high God who happens to be really good at football. Unless you understand your identity is in the person, you know, the God who created you, then when your identity, if you placed it in NFL football, when that's gone, like it was for a few of them, because they got cut by the Steelers and they're on the waivers and they're waiting. When you place your identity in whatever it is that you do, whether I'm a lawyer, I'm a, you know, a businessman or woman, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, if I place my identity there and it's taken away, if I place my identity in my health and my physique and it's taken away by COVID, what, what's there that's left standing. And so we, we often, you know, I, I'm obviously pointing them to their identity in their creator. Um, their identity in Christ, because without that, I'm I'm nothing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't have anything to bring to the table. I might be good at certain things, but at the end of the day, if my identity is not in my Creator, my Savior, my Lord, then I've got nothing. There's also I noticed this is and I, not not to change subjects, but I want to get back to this. I saw, I think it was on your website. You said thick skin, soft heart. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So when, you know, I, I shared that as a part of the Bible study that I did last week, knowing that, you know, cut day was coming. You know, that was something that was shared uh, to me at a very uh, vulnerable moment where I was going mm-hmm. through a very difficult time in my life. And my mentor, uh, Dave Buring, um, he, he said that to me. He said, Kent, you're going to have to learn in life to develop really thick skin, but to maintain that really soft heart before the Lord. So thick skin, soft heart. And so I found myself, you know, sitting with, you know, some guys who had been cut this past week uh, saying the exact same advice that Dave had given to me to develop a thick skin, uh, meaning that, okay, the business of the NFL is brutal, but keep your heart soft before the things of the Lord, because his voice is small. You want to have a heart that's moldable, that's shapeable to be able to learn the things that God wants you to learn mm-hmm. in this very difficult time of being cut. Mm-hmm. What is it that he wants to teach you, that he wants to whisper to your heart right now to keep a soft heart? 
So that's been something I've been sharing, thick skin, soft heart. Now that training's over, what do you have on going forward, like a Bible study? Yeah, so that just shifts into a different gear now. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Erica, she she's the chaplain to all the ladies mm-hmm. of the organization. So the players and coaches' wives or girlfriends, mm-hmm. um, the front office ladies, um, and I, I'm the chaplain to all the guys. And that's why we call ourselves Team Chevalier. We, we do everything together. That's um, fabulous. So we will now, we'll begin a couple's um, Bible study. And we're going to have to get real creative over Zoom uh, to figure that out. Um, Mm -hmm. We will, Erica will start her Bible study with all the coaches' wives who want to be a part. Uh, Mm -hmm. She'll also start players' uh, wives and girlfriends' study. Um, I will also start a different um, Bible study now with uh, the coaches, a Mm -hmm. separate one with the players, uh, another one that will be for some of the front office guys, some of the equipment guys who want to be a part uh, of that. So it just takes us into a different level now. Responsibilities, you know, when it comes to chapels before the games, you know, think think a worship service Mm -hmm. because these guys... None of them can get to a church building on the weekend. A part of my role is to provide a worship service uh, for them to to preach a word and to encourage them, um, you know, the day before the games. Um, A a lot of our ministry that Erica and I just simply call it, it's just we want to be available. So a lot of one-on-ones with the players or their wives. Um, Go make disciples of all nations. And you and Eric are, are filling the Great Commission by making disciples of Steelers Nation. Yes, I love it. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, 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 we've joked around with that, that, yeah, we want to make disciples of Steelers Nation. I got to tell you something. I looked at the Steelers schedule. Mm-hmm. And next week, from my hometown, they're playing Uh-oh. the Giants. That's right. Uh-oh. The New York football giants. That's my hometown. I'm thinking, okay, so who do I root for? My yeah. husband's not here. So when we got so married. I says, that. okay, I'll be a Steeler fan. Kent, where can people go to support you and Erica? Yeah. So if, if people want to learn more about our ministry and, mm-hmm. and partner with us, um, we, we've created a website, teamchevalier.com. And if people are interested in joining our team, man, they can click that partner page uh, where you can join us in prayer or, or financially supporting us because we are, you know, again, we're, we're raising our entire salary to do this, to serve Absolutely. the Steelers organization. But there's also a, a link on that, that uh, same page where you can receive like uh, e-updates from us about the ministry that we've mm-hmm. got going on. And we'll, we'll keep you updated monthly of, of what it is that we are doing and and what God's doing uh, in the Steelers organization. So teamchevalier.com is where people can go. Okay, super. I just want to thank you so much for your time. And if you could give, given the this year of uncertainty, and there's been a lot of people have been struggling with job eliminations and businesses going under. And as you spoke about these players, some of them being cut, I would like to know if there's any wisdom you can give to anybody. Sure. But I, I would, I have been preaching a lot and I've been preaching to myself uh, in the middle of all of this, um, that Proverbs three, five, and six, you know, this, this beautiful, you know, saying that is so much wisdom, right? So trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. And the reason I bring that up is because when, when you look at the chaos of our world right now, 
when you think about the sin of racism that is just rampant in our country, when you think about all of the the, the craziness surrounding the, the politics, when you think about every, just all of the stuff that seems to be falling apart right now, trust in the Lord with all yes. your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, meaning not what we see, not what we read, not what we have on our news feed, right. you know, but in all your ways, like with what you can control, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. And he will make your path straight. I love um, it. That has been something that I'm holding on to because, you know, ministering in the NFL, you know, it's a business and there is so much confusion, chaos, hurting um, in that business that this is what I'm preaching probably the most. Yeah. You know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. That's a great verse. Very encouraging and gives a lot of hope. Kent, I want to thank you so much. You and Erica are doing something amazing. You're giving a lot of encouragement and hope to people who need it and to the players. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, my goodness, Linda. Thank you for having me on. This Appreciate is it so, so much. great. All righty. We'll talk soon. Bye, Kent. All right. Thanks, Linda. Bye-bye.